Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kickback Presents the All Memphis Post Game Show, where we break down or recap every Grizzlies and Tigers game the night of. You don't have to wait. You get our analysis right off the bat. You can catch us on all streaming platforms and on YouTube Live and Facebook Live with me. As always, is the homie Mace. And Mace, how you feeling, man? We had a good, we had a, a decent game tonight. But how you feeling, man? Well, uh, to start off, it was a weird day. It was my my last day at my job out here, and uh, you know, always a bittersweet moment. Uh, more sweet when you when you're choosing to leave on your own terms, as this was. And uh, well, now excited to get back to the M and be be with the crew. Uh, so you know, outside of that, I, I missed the first half of the Grizzlies game because saying my goodbyes at work and stuff. You know, I don't get off till six. Game starts at five. Um, but I did catch the second half and a tough loss, man. That was a tough loss if you started in the second half. I know I missed a, a pretty bad, ugly first quarter, and the Grizz never really started hitting shots uh, from downtown in the second half. But uh, I thought we had it, man. A great defensive effort. This team over the last two weeks has risen back to the number one defense over the past two weeks. And that's brought them back to number seven on the season. You remember we started off not good. Then we were really good for a stretch. And then we fell off again. But now it's back and it seems pretty consistent. And we keep holding these star players to below their average, um, which, you know, that's what Tony Allen always said he wanted to do. Is like he just can't get his average against me. Um, so I'm just really impressed by, one, the defensive effort of this team over the past few weeks and two, just, you know, being 16 and 16 going into the break, sitting at 500 and basically control your own destiny for a playoff spot. So all in all, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. How about you? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Um, I messed up tonight because I, uh, I thought this game started later than it did. So I was doing, I had, I had to go to a function after work and, uh, Left there, got some food, came home, and I'm thinking the game starts at 7.30. I pull up about 7.20, you know, getting go into the kitchen, get ready, get my TV tray moved to the den. They in the middle – I turn the game on, they in the middle of the second quarter. So I missed the whole first quarter. And when I turn the game on, they are not looking good at all. They are down by like at least 15, 15, 16 in the second quarter. And, um, yeah, they were looking all out of sorts. Turning the ball over, made bad shots. The Bucks were getting anything that they wanted, but um, halftime came. They were down by ten at halftime, and uh, third quarter came back, and the the Bucks would extend the lead, but the Grizzlies would cut back to it and cut back in 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 it. <laughs> and uh, so it was it was good to see that fight. Obviously, like we said, they um. This team doesn't give up, and they kept fighting. The defense picked up uh, amazingly in the second half and held people to, like I said, below their averages. I mean, one stat that was said a lot during the game, especially in the second half, was that um, the Bucks didn't make a three-pointer in the second half until Pat Connaughton made probably the biggest three-pointer of the game with less than a minute to go. Um and that's what enabled the Grizzlies to get back into it. Josh started taking over. He got more aggressive. Um, and it, 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 tonight was a loss, but it's okay. You know, like you wanted to win the game because we were up 
in the fourth quarter. We took the lead in the fourth quarter. We were up by maybe five or six points, maybe six points. And um, you 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 would have liked to win it, to have won it, but you ended up losing it on a couple of – the fourth quarter was very iffy on the referees part, on some of our play calling part, on some of the rotations that we had. So there was some – you know, you maybe we did a few things different would have won the game, but all in all, I'm good. You know, it's – 16 and 16, like you said, I can't say that we thought we would be in this position at the beginning of the year. So um, I'm all I'm good with this game, man. So you you watch this the second half. Um, so what was your thoughts on the third quarter? Uh, John Morant absolutely dominated. He had 16 points. He was five of five from the free throw line. Ended up with, I believe, 28 points in the second half. Became the first player in Grizzlies franchise history to score 35-plus on back-to-back in back-to-back games. Um, so you love to see that going into the break. And then I thought our defense on Giannis, just the help defense and the rotations, was really good. And it, it, it always looks better when the Bucks can't make a shot. Yep. Um, but I thought Middleton, he threw a lob, and I think it was to Giannis. He, he tried to throw it from about half court. Um, early in the third, and it hit off the rim, and we got it. Kyle Anderson got a finger roll, and I think that was right after he had d- did his Euro and got an and one, and then he scored another bucket. He scored seven in a row there in the third that really got us going and um, was really all he gave us on the evening um, offensively. But we, we just got it going, man. In, in the third quarter, Ja was being a superstar, and I thought he out-superstarred Giannis in the second half and, and down the stretch. Um, Giannis just had somebody else step up and make a couple plays, and the Grizzlies didn't really have that tonight. Well, uh, Campbell Campbell has it in the, in the chat, so I just go ahead and, and bring that part up. Um, the re- like I said in my thing, like the referees were pretty. It, it hasn't been a good first half of the season for the NBA referees, um, not just in this game, but in general, obviously. Them teeing up players for nothing, like teeing up players for talking to their teammates, teeing up players for yelling out and one, not understanding what's going on in the game, not understanding what's like. I know some of these players are really good at selling fouls, and that's a problem the league has to fix that these players get rewarded for selling these fouls. But there were a couple. Did, calls. did you hear? Sorry to interrupt you, but did you hear uh, the story where Lloyd Pierce reportedly like stood up against Trey Young's ability to draw fouls? Like talking to, I think he was talking to the league or something, saying like something's got to be done. This is ridiculous. Like the offensive players draw drawing too many fouls. That's why this guy's the main one doing it. That's why they fired him. That's, that's that's part of the reason why they fired him. I'm, I'm for sure because like it doesn't matter who coaches that team. Like they know exactly. Like they ain't gonna be nothing right now. Um, and so like one play in particular that, that Campbell was talking about is un- with, with under two minutes, I think it was under two minutes, maybe under three minutes, where uh White Dante was driving and he tripped over his he sprained his own ankle and fell down and they called a tripping foul on Ja. And it's like, yo, bro, like he didn't even touch him. I was like Taylor, Taylor, Coach Jenkins. Should have challenged that. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously. But he had the opportunity to challenge that. They, they had timeouts left in case you lost it. Maybe he was afraid of losing the timeout. I don't know. But that's a play that you challenge easily <coughs> at that point in the game. 
But you know what I thought was weird? Because we watched the replay and, it, you know, there was no contact. But Ja didn't, like, come out hard saying challenge that, like like he did on the goaltend even before that, which I, I thought that was weird. Maybe – but we saw the re- replay and there was no contact, so I just don't know why he didn't sell that a little more and, and you know, encourage Jenkins to challenge that. Um, right. And once again, my pet peeve, I know NBA play, NBA players do it a lot, and they have a lot more leeway to do it because they actually can challenge things. So it's under two minutes and something happens, and then um, somebody on the books is asking for a challenge. Uh, oh, the goaltend. Giannis is goaltend on Dylan Brooks. Uh, they were asking for a challenge, but it was under two minutes, so it was already reviewable anyway. Come on, guys. Time. Know your per- KYP, KYT, know the time, know your personnel. They're going to they gonna review that anyway. Um, well, and this one was with 151, so but you can't they won't just review a foul call, so Jenkins has got to challenge it, yeah. Um, and I don't know why he didn't. And what what did you think about the goaltend call that or yeah, when Ja blocked the uh, I can't remember who shot the layup, but he he blocked it with his left hand up above, like right on the square, basically. Yeah, did you think that was a good goaltend call or or not? I think it was good. Um, I think it was a good call. And I and I think it was one of those calls where the refs call goaltend and kind of want you to challenge it so they can look at it, you know what I'm saying, at that point. And if you don't challenge it, then you just gave up two points. Um, but I think that even they even on the broadcast, they came back and said that it was a good call that the rim that the, the ball hit the backboard before Ja got to it. But I mean, just like they say, football is a game of inches, basketball is a game of inches as well, because if Ja got there. If Ja's finger was an inch longer, maybe he blocks that without getting, you know, and we don't have to worry about that. Um, yeah, and and the thing, Jenkins, he challenged a call when we were up 38 the other night and then doesn't in a critical game right before the All-Star break. You got a chance to go in two games above 500. Um, so that just kind of blew my mind. But um, what really hurt us in the fourth quarter was they got in the bonus with like a minute, 11 minutes left to go. Um, a lot of ticky tack fouls. I want to say two were on Dylan early on in that fourth quarter. Who uh, just side note, I thought Dylan was great defensively, uh, and he he got us going early, hit a big shot late. Um, but Dylan Brooks, these past few games has been awesome. Really, like the last two weeks, he has been like the epitome of a role player. The numbers tonight, I think he was like seven of twenty. Yes, that's not great. But what he brings to this team, I think, is irreplaceable. And I, I know, you know, there's still people on both sides of the fence, but he, Dylan keeps growing on me, man. Man, you know what I'm going to say about Dylan. And the same thing happened again in this game. I didn't watch the first quarter, but I went and looked at the stats. He scored seven points in the first quarter, 13 in the first half. Uh, jo- nobody, He was the only offensive player to get anything going in the first quarter. And if you look at his whole stat line, he played a complete-ass game. Uh, with the with the with, with everything he did, points, rebounds, steals, all of that. Uh, his defense on Giannis, his defense on Middleton was admirable. Like, there's only so much you can do uh, against those players. And you look at, I want to go back to your point about the free throw discrepancy. Uh, first off, if Giannis is going to be MVP again, he got to start making free throws. He should never win another MVP again. Uh, if that's going to happen, let me see if I can pull up who made free throws and when they made them. I don't yeah, know. I, I'm not sure. This, this Bucks team, to me, I, I I think they need to change of, of coach, honestly. 
Um, I don't think they're going to break through that wall with with Bud at the helm as much as, you know, Taylor Jenkins comes from that coaching tree. So I guess I'm kind of rooting for it, but not really. <laughs> I'm just rooting for yeah. Jenkins. Right. Um, I, I just don't – I think that team kind of is what it is. They brought in some new pieces, and they're a really good regular season team. And we saw tonight when you play a good defensive team it, and you're able to get back um, and set your defense up and kind of build that effing wall, as Stan Van Gundy said, that they're limited in what they can do. And they were lucky that uh, Connaughton hit that corner three and that mm-hmm. Drew Holiday and the rest of the team had the wherewithal uh, to go quickly after John made that basket with like five seconds left and get that bucket when they did. Drew made a great shot and, you know, the play should have been stopped because Giannis smashed John Morant. But uh, I'll, I'll let you get back to your point. <laughs> I don't even know what my point was. But I mean, now I want to go back to that point because I was like, yeah, man, if, if John's a superstar, John gets that call. If John's a if superstar. If it's not Giannis, he gets that call. And I watched it again. And Giannis must have got him with the body because he didn't get him with his arm with his arms, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. I was looking at the, I was looking at the arms more so than the body. Um, first thought there was a hell of a take by Ja, though. And I mean, I, I called it. I was well, because I was selfishly uh, rooting for overtime. So I was coming up with ways for uh the team to the, the, the scores to get to overtime. And uh I was telling Alex, I was like, well, this is what they're gonna run, they're gonna run. Do this and that. They only got it was 13 seconds left. All right. Uh after uh what's God, who hit the free throw? After Middleton hit both free throws to give them a one-point lead, it was 13 seconds. Left. We call the timeout. They take it at half court. Ja takes the ball out. He throws it in to Dylan or somebody, gets it back on the right wing, drives middle, and that's where he gets the lay. And I was telling Alex, like, you got you got enough time. You do that, you you drive to the rim. They're going to call a foul. I'm assuming that if Ja had missed that, they were going to call a foul. But since yeah. he made it, they kind of let it go. But like you said, kudos to the Bucks. But being smart, they didn't wait. They got the ball out quick because they knew they didn't have any more timeouts. They got the ball out quick, and they ran down the court. And, and I mean, I guess you might have been able to get a charge on Drew, a little chicken wing he got dealing up off of him. But that's it. Like, I wouldn't have called it. I wouldn't have, Like, if I was a Milwaukee fan, I would have been pissed if they had called that. But um, – yeah, it was a hell of a shot by that. And then this is where um, Jenkins is not a rookie coach anymore, but he made a rookie coach move with three seconds left. John Morant can't take the basketball out. He can't He can't take the basketball out because you are effectively taking him out of the play. So that's what, like he the play. The first option didn't work. The second option didn't work. Third option was Desmond Bain popping out. But Desmond, a rookie, he didn't. He caught the ball. Didn't know what the hell to do with it. He was looking, trying to get it back to Ja. Because if, if it was for him to take the shot, he would have had his feet set ready to shoot the ball. He got it and was trying to get it to Ja. Ja was covered up, which is right because he took the ball out. Like White Dante was all on him. White Dante made it hard for him to get the ball in, and then as soon as he threw it out, he just went right to him. And so that's why we got the shot. So that's a learning. That's a learning moment for. Coach Jenkins, I mean, I, we know Jai's your best passer, but you got to put somebody else in at that time. Um, to I mean, get Kyle, Kyle Anderson should be taking that ball out. He's got the size. He can see over the top. And when you have a small guy like Jai, like like we saw happen, uh, DiVincenzo can just take him out. Like the ability, the play was Brandon Clark uh, going for a lob. 
because yeah. he had Con- Connaughton on him and they were going to set a back screen. I mean, I, it was it was easy to see what was coming and it just uh, didn't work out. But Ja couldn't have made that pass anyway. Like the, the play could have been there. It's basically a toss up between BC and Connaughton. But I, I didn't like him taking the ball out either time. Uh, not even the first time it did work and there was a little more time for him to get the ball back. And it kind of, instead of throwing it to the top side and going and getting it, we threw it like to the corner side and then he yeah. got it. And we ran that low pick pick for him. And, you know, he got the bucket. It was much like the Charlotte game winner from last year. Um, and dude, he's built, he's built for that moment. It doesn't matter if you're backing up off of him or whatever, he is going to get to the rim when it matters most. Uh, he shot a lot of threes tonight, three of 13. Woo! Don't, don't like to see that, but uh, they were that, – that's what the Bucks wanted him to do. I think in that first half we played a lot into their hands, and in the second half we played more so our game. And, uh, you know, we had it. I still don't know how we lost. I mean, the Bucks shot 12 free throws, made 11 in the fourth quarter, and I think the Grizzlies were six to seven. So that's that, that's a good answer. And then – they capitalized more on their uh, second chance points throughout the game. Grizzlies had 17 offensive rebounds and only 11 second chance points. Yeah, and the Bucks had 13 offensive rebounds and 17 uh, second chance points. So four less rebounds outscored us by six on second chance points. And that that's, that's basically the difference. And then they shot a little better from three. I got a couple of concerns and I don't. You're, you're the stats guy. And I don't know where to look for this. So if you know where to look, look for or just tell me where to look and I'll look for it. What is Ja's percentage on dribble up threes? I don't think he I don't think he I think Ja's a better catch and shoot three-point shooter than I'm gonna dribble into a three. And a lot of his threes are I'm gonna dribble into this three, and they look terrible. He doesn't put like this looks bad, but he can he the catch and shoot is so much better. That's one thing. If you if you know something like that off the top of your head, let me know. Or if I you don't know. I'm I'm looking it up though. Give me give me a second. <laughs> then, uh, another thing that concerns me is yeah, Giannis. These last three games have not been good for Giannis Valanciunas. Um, it was foul trouble the first couple, and it's kind of concerning because these games have we have played teams with not a real big inside presence. And where you would expect, I mean, 13, was it 13 and 12 he had? That's not nothing to sniff at. Uh, but these are the games where you should be having the 22, you know, the 22 and 15 games. Like, Brooke, who, this, which one of the Lopez brothers? Is it Brooke or Robin? Brooke? Brooke, yeah. Brooke ain't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like the, the the two players, the highest rebound number for the, Bucks are guards, or you know, Giannis and Chris Middleton, and then White Dante had seven rebounds. So it's like you expect more from Jonas in this game. I only played twenty-seven minutes, and then it wasn't in foul trouble. So he effectively they effectively took him off the court by playing a spread out offense at the Bucks play. Well, and and, and and here's the thing, Jamal is he came, he was in late in the game. When he came in for the free throw, I think uh, they were shooting a free throw and we were trying to make sure we got the rebound. But then he stayed in. He stayed in down the stretch. He was in the game when Connaughton hit the three and they had Giannis at center. Um, So we were at a disadvantage with him on the floor. You could have had, you know, 
BC at the five. You could have had Tillman, who's a little more mobile. But I did not like him being in the game defensively uh, when you got two timeouts left and you can get him off the court. Um, you know, any good team is going to spread you out and make him guard someone one-on-one. Yeah. And it's either going to lead to an easy bucket or someone's going to be wide open for a kickout. Yeah, I mean, he very much so a defensive liability. Um, and that's why, like, him and Dylan work so – they get a lot of their work done in the first half. And uh, I, I would have liked to have seen more from that, more of that from him these last few games. What was the um, the Wizards game? He was he didn't finish that well. I mean, the, the numbers look good at the end, but he didn't play that well. Like, he finished with 16 rebounds against the Wizards. Um, what was the game? All right. I got these numbers. Oh, here uh, we go. J- Josh shooting 21% on pull-up threes. Um, so not very good. No, no, it's not good at all. Shooting about two a game. He's only shot, oh, I tonight he shot seven. Tonight, tonight he <laughs> shot about seven walk-in threes, and they were like, no, no, no. This is and this is uh this is the second terrible game that we have from uh Justice Winslow offensively. I mean, he did give you 10 rebounds, shot three from eleven. I expect it, you know, whatever. Like Justice is still rounding into form, although he although he does look good. He's still rounding into form. And he every player's gonna have this type of game. I'm not even too much worried about that. The bench didn't do exactly what they usually do. Uh Justice, Brandon, Tyus didn't do. I mean, Tyus gave you nine and what nine and no assists. Hmm. Um well, it, 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 Melton, uh, he has that six to ten game, and then tonight he doesn't attempt a field goal. It's not a three, <laughs> so right. we, we. I don't know if he just wasn't getting out on the break or what, but him only playing fifteen minutes is, uh, you know, I don't really like that. And uh, just to the fans, like Justice is not going to average twenty points a game, so be be ready for these six to ten nights. If if he's right around twelve or thirteen, I think we'd be happy with that. Oh, definitely. And and the other impact of Justice is the defense that he plays on, on other players. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, he played 15 minutes tonight. Um, that's interesting. That is very interesting. Muy interessante, por favor. Um, yeah, you know, it is what it is, man. Like I said, I'm not too down about this loss. The only reason you're down about it is because we had a chance to win and we probably should have won, but remember we were down by 10 at halftime. If you looked at this game on the schedule, you probably thought this was a loss anyway. Vegas had us uh, six-point underdogs. So, I mean, all signs pointed to us losing this game, and we lost the game, so, you know. And it's our our first close game in forever. Like, we've been getting blown out and blowing teams out, so – it was good to see us not really fold, even though Ja did have a couple turnovers down the stretch. Um, Drew Holiday put the clamps on him on the one play, but then, then it looked like Drew Holiday rolled right right the hell out of bounds, uh, and they gave him a timeout. The ball's, like, the ball's like bouncing under him, and they give him a timeout. Uh, so, yeah, I, I hate to feel like complain about the refs as much as I feel like I have tonight, but uh, it's just a tough – it's one of them tight games where, you know, if one call goes the other way, the, the other team could win, so – you just hang hang on to those ones that didn't go your way. Oh, we, we, we didn't talk about the Giannis goal, Tim. That was a close call, you know. <laughs> I will always complain about the refs. Always. That's my job. Let me let me do that. I talk about that. 
because they just they just be out here doing whatever they want to do. Ain't nobody coming to see you, ref. We come to see Giannis Antetokounmpo and and Ja Morant. And <laughs> I think that stat you read you read earlier uh, that Ja is the first Grizzlies player to have thirty five in a row. I mean, thirty five games in a row. Crazy. That's crazy, right? That this franchise has been in Memphis for twenty one years. And we haven't and the franchise has been around longer than that since what 96. And we've been in Memphis for 21 years. And that's the first time we had a player score 35 on back to back. And I remember Pete and Brevin said that Mark scored 30 in three straight games. Um, but this is the first time that somebody says somebody has scored 35 in back to back. It's like the Warriors, like Steph does that in his sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, that's that's something that these other organizations and franchises haven't really thought about for a long time. So that's a good piece of history for Ja, man. I mean, hopefully he's a, he's ascending up that ladder to start getting some of these calls because he's getting very, very frustrated about not getting calls. And maybe it's some calls that he doesn't deserve yet, but it's he's visibly frustrated three or four times a night by oh. the referees. He, he got 11 tonight and, what, 14 in the last game? So that, that's more than he had in any game prior to these past two games. Uh, so say what you want about his whining to the refs, whatever you want to call it, uh, his being emotional and getting thrown out and then getting another quick tech the game after that. But <laughs> the numbers don't lie. Like, it looked like that shit worked. <laughs> it might be working. You know what I'm saying? Did you, speaking of people getting thrown out the game, did you see the highlights from the uh, Sixers-Jazz game last night? Uh, who got tossed? Donovan Mitchell got tossed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's walking off the court and he slaps the Gatorade uh, Gatorade cooler and it ends up hitting one of the uh, ushers. And so he's mad as he's walking and he hits it and hit the usher. He's like, oh, my bad, bro, you good? Like, bro, don't don't slap the cooler, my nigga. Like, you good? But it was, it, was, it was pretty funny. He was trying to be all mean and big and bad, and he slapped the thing and it hit the, it hit the worker. And he was like, oh, my bad, bro, you straight? You, you good? And the dude was like, thumbs up. Um, and and yeah. Body Armor had a good tweet about it. It was like when someone brings another sports drink to practice or something and, and yeah. him hitting the Gatorade cooler. Body armor is better than Gatorade, by the way. I've never tasted body armor. What? Nope. You know, I'm a I'm a deeply loyal, I'm a deeply brand loyal guy. What do you so, drink? Powerade? No, I drink Gatorade. I'm a Gatorade. <laughs> I'm a Gatorade. All sport. You drink all sport. <laughs> <laughs> I drink that water hose water, bro. I don't need all that stuff. I, I think tonight basically came down to one team capitalized. I already talked about the Bucks outscoring us on the second chance points uh, and us out rebounding them on the offensive end. But another thing is the Grizzlies had 12 turnovers and the Bucks had 16. Well, the Bucks had 18 points off our 12 turnovers. We only had 12 off their 16. So the two the two main hustle areas uh, did us in tonight. We fought hard. It was good to see. But man, I wanted that win. It would have been a great win to have going in with 17 and 15. Right, uh, yeah, yeah, 17 15 because we're 16 16. Yeah, um, it would have been a good win to have, but you know, say la vie, we ain't got it. If we get ready for the second half of the season, my prediction for the second half of the season that we'll see Jaron Jackson Jr. the first week of the second half of the season. I, I mean, we need to see him the first game, the first I game. If, I don't know if they'll bring him back first game, I don't know, but I why think wouldn't you? If he's ready, why wouldn't you? 
I don't know. I don't. I don't have a reason for that. Yet. So <laughs> let me. Let me think. I, of just, a I just got mad at you. <laughs> let, me, let me think of a reason, and then I'll give you one. But like I said in past shows, I believe that Jaron's ready, and it wouldn't surprise me. Maybe they do bring him back the first game, but I'm for sure they'll bring him back that first week at least. Maybe they let him do some regular warm up that first game. It, it, we're get, going against the Wizards, a team we just beat. So, you know, you're used to them. You kind of know what they're going to do. Um, but it's just interesting to see what this team is going to look like uh, over the next month. It was good to see the growth of this team. Uh, I mean, I talked about it earlier in the show, but it was good for them to come back. They could have packed it in when they were down by 10 and a half and said, shit, we got two more quarters. Then I'm on a plane. Well, we don't know they're leaving. We don't know what they're doing. But you know what I'm saying? Um but they can't they they fought back. They came back. Jop Jop with the team on his shoulders. Dylan was doing what Dylan Brooks does. Seven for 20 for Dylan Brooks, I'm okay with. I'm 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 fine with. But it's, it's a the, little much. It's a little much. <laughs> it's the it's the five for 25s that I'm not okay with. The seven for 25s. If he would have took five more shots, I would have been pissed. But uh seven for 20, especially because he was for the first half, he was the main one scoring. So he felt like yeah. he needed to take those shots. Nobody else was taking those shots. Somebody else was making those shots. Um, I guess uh, did Jaron did Jaron wear some bad shorts tonight? Was his, that's why we need him back too. I'm telling you, these dudes cannot dress. They cannot dress. They be on the sideline looking all types of graggedy. David Stern would have had Allen Iverson arrested if if he walked into the game with what Jaron Jackson Jr. had on tonight. Like, it's, it's, come on, keep it a little professional. Like, like oh, oh, don't man. don't wear no shorts. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm ready, ready to see him in a in a uniform. Uh, and then I saw a quote from John Moran. He was asked what his plans were, and he he basically played it coy. Said, "Hang out with my family and uh, rest my body." So he didn't mention anything about a trip or anything. We'll see what the guys do. They're not, we don't have anyone going to All-Star Weekend. Uh, no one in the dunk contest or any of those, any ancillary events. Uh, Cassius Stanley in the dunk contest? That's random. <laughs> well, I believe they are just putting him in there off reputation. Because he was a he was a what reputation? <laughs> he was a he was one of a good um uh, um what's the adjective I want to use? He was a, a really good dunker in high school. Because he didn't dunk that. I mean, even at Duke, he didn't have that many dunks. I'm with you. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be in the dunk contest. How many NBA minutes has he played? Yeah, he plays for the Fort. He's in the bubble. He's in, He's the, in bubble. the bubble, right? So like him and Obi Toppin is in the dunk contest. I can see that when they want to promote a rookie star in a big market or a hopeful rookie star. But he ain't played them. Been trash. Yeah, yeah. So like I mean, but ain't nobody. Probably the answer is probably no one else wanted to do it. Right. Right. This is this is the this is the back to the mid two thousand like two thousand four rising stars in slam dunk channel where you put you put a bunch of no names in there or the young the up and comers in there, and I would hope they're doing this during halftime of the All Star game. I think that's right. Yeah, I'm assuming they're just gonna film it and show it during halftime, or they're gonna do the live dunk contest. They're gonna have to change the rules because halftime is only. <laughs> That's how long, like 18 minutes, so like or 20 minutes. Like, what are they doing? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, it it's only what three people, so it might just be like two rounds. No, yeah, so, it might just be, like it might just be like a fine, just 
those are the three finalists, and you go from there. Can I tell you one thing that annoys me? Then we then we do our superlatives to get up out of here. Forgot all about them. <laughs> um, with the NBA, and it might—I don't know if this makes me—I don't know what this makes me. But first off, <laughs> I don't think that they should be playing the All Star game. I want to make that known. I don't think that you play an All Star game if you're gonna get these dudes All Star break. And let them go home and do what they want to do for a whole week because you've had them locked up in the in the, in these hotels and these airplanes for three months. But don't try to make it seem like you're doing this to benefit H. They keep throwing the HBCU shit down our throat, like, oh, we're doing this for the HBCUs and we're playing this game for the HBCUs. Like, oh, don't don't blame the HBCUs for y'all wanting to continue doing this All Star game. If y'all want to do the All-Star game for TNT to make this money, just say that. And I'm happy that y'all giving money to the HBCUs, but you don't have to do the All-Star game to do that. You can get the money anyway. So I, I don't like that every time they mention the NBA All-Star game, it's like, in conjunction, giving money, we got a court designed by HBCU alumni. Who cares? Who, who does that help? Like, <laughs> like, you got teams you got teams full of people that hire HBCU alumni. So we were the Grizzlies. We had a bunch of HBCU alumni working at the Grizzlies with us. Uh, so, like, don't that, – that's not – stop trying to garner some good publicity by using HBCUs as the reason for you doing this All-Star game. Well, I mean, you know, maybe they'll uh, put a saying on the back of the jersey to really make it impactful. <laughs> every team every, – uh, every jersey has a different HBCU name on the back of it. Somebody going to have Hampton. Somebody going to have Howard. <laughs> Can can Chris Paul give Lemoyne Owen some love? You know he's can always LeMoyne. wearing these HBCU outfits, and I've never seen a Loke uh, shirt or anything on him. Can Lemoyne get some love? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, bro. Picking and choosing, man. Picking and choosing the high class. Because it's Chris Paul. That's what he do. He ain't got. That's what he do. That's what you know. You know, I find any reason to hate on Chris Paul. <laughs> I was hoping they got you going. <laughs> all right, Mace. Let's get to it, man. What? Well, what? Who was your player of the game? Uh, I mean, it's got to be John Morant. 35, five. What do you have? Five assists and six rebounds. Got to be John. Back to back 35 games. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with, um, I'll go with Ja too. Uh, put the team on his back in the second half. You know, did what he did what he had to do. Kept us close, got us the lead. And it was that was good for him. So I'm gonna give it to Ja. Uh bum of the game. Who you got as your bum of the game? Oh, I hate to do this to my boy the rook. I'm gonna go Desmond Bain. Mm. He, we, I need to spark that fire under him. I need to see him get hot again. It's been a while since he's had a really good game. Only four points tonight, one and three from three, one and five overall. So I just like to see a little little more from him uh on the other side of the break. You know, that's my boy. You know, that's my boy. So, uh, um, hmm, my bum of the game. I'm going to go with the referees. Yeah, I was about to say, you got to. I was going to get that. You know, you know, I got to get the referees. Campbell said McDoodle. McDermott didn't play, bro. <laughs> Who, uh, what about your uh, play of the game? Play of the game, I think what one did I had? Um 
Was it a lot? Did did Ja throw Justice a lob? Or did I make that up? Uh, not that I remember. Okay, I might have. might have been from another game. Um, ja had a nice left hand layup at some point in the fourth quarter. <laughs> he always does. That's his signature move. The just the the left hand dribble, dribble, scoop layup. Well, he had a couple, and I think the one you're probably referring to was when he took Giannis one on one, got his momentum going, went right by him, and scooped it with the left hand. Or you could be talking about the one to put us ahead by one before my play of the game, which is a true holiday. First of all, shout out to the holiday parents uh, for making three NBA players. That is incredible work. So shout out to them. I can only imagine just growing up in that household, all the hoops that was played. And then Drew made the biggest shot of the night. So play of the game, hat tip to him. I need to amend my bum of the game. Um, to it'll be it's, it's a it's a shared award uh, from the referees, and I'm going to throw in um, Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez because uh, Stanford and UCLA and uh, and the Wildcat can't condone those type of players in the NBA. So um, <laughs> Stanford, UCLA. Drew Holiday and um, Brooke Lopez. I think I said even when we played Robin, I don't think I beat the Lopez brothers in college. Did beat Drew though? We beat Drew on a Saturday morning in the Tucson, Arizona. Um, and finally, did I win some money tonight? The answer is yes, I did. I won. Okay, I took, I took the, uh, I took the Grizzlies plus six. Because it seemed like there was some good value, um, which was interesting because, like you said, this is the first close game that we've had. And I think they've said it like in the past, whatever games, all of our games have been decided by nine points or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the number about that, but I just took I actually I thought that they had a chance to win. A, because Drew Holiday was not supposed to be playing. He was not supposed to be playing. He was he was a late add to this game. And I thought that they might, you know, Giannis and them might just kind of um, bring it in. But you know they didn't, and then uh, there was one bit, and then you know I did my stats based jump. How'd it go? Uh, the usual. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the usual, uh, Jonas. I had Jonas to get over ten rebounds. He did that. Jonas to get over twelve and a half points. He did that. Barely. Ja, barely. Good lord. Josh ja scored over fifteen points. He did that. Ja to get over six assists. He did not. He had five. Uh, but you kind of saw in the that second toward the second half of the third quarter and all of the fourth quarter, Ja was getting more aggressive. He was he was in I'm taking shot mode. And I I like to see that out of him. Like we know that he can average seven or eight assists, but really the only other person making shots this game was Dylan Brooks. Uh and so if Dylan's not making shots, who do you pass to to get shots? You know, uh, but he didn't get six assists. And then um, I had Kyle Anderson getting over 12 and a half points. He, he finished with nine, uh, didn't do much in the first half. Got his, I got all his points in the second half. And I think that he, maybe he really was sick because he had the, little, he had the, he set out the last game because of the illness, right? Yeah. So maybe, maybe there was something to that. And cause Kyle is, Kyle is good for giving you 10 and four every game at least. And that's usually what I bet for him. And same thing with tonight. I got him for uh, four rebounds. He only had two. Um, had Dylan Brooks getting over 12 and a half points. He finished with 23. 
So he did that. I had Dante DiVincenzo, why Dante scoring over eight points. He finished with seven. Mm. Um, which as I looking through his um looking through his stuff, that was you would usually get between seven to fifteen from him. Uh, especially with Drew not playing because he was getting a lot of those shooting guard minutes. So expected him to do a little bit better. I mean, I had over eight and he had seven. So he shot the ball, he shot the ball a lot, make some of those shots he gets that. Uh, and then I had Chris Middleton over 17 points. He did that. And uh, Chris Middleton over five, re- five and a half rebounds. He did that. So if Kyle plays his regular game, that's easy. Yeah. Um, Jai, usually, Jai usually gets you six assists. He had five tonight. If, if, if Kyle plays his regular game, one of those assists that I need from Jai would have been to Kyle. And, you know, that's what it is. So, I, you know, I mean, what did it cost me? It cost me $3 tonight. You know, so. <laughs> Hey, you win some, and you always lose the stats bets. <laughs> I haven't paint that hit, on your wall behind you. <laughs> I haven't hit a single Grizzly stats bet the first half of the season. I've hit other teams. I've hit the Celtics. I've hit the Hawks. I've hit the Suns. I've hit the Nuggets. I've hit all these other teams' stats bets, but I hadn't hit the Grizzly stats bets yet. Uh, but, yeah, man, so that – um. We got ourselves a little break, Mace. Got a little break, uh, but we'll be back on Sunday recapping the Memphis versus Houston game, college basketball. Hopefully uh, the Tigers go down there and take care of business. That is a 11 a.m. Central tip, I believe. So we'll probably be live around 1.32. We might take a few minutes to get our stuff together. So we're informed when we're talking to y'all. Um, yeah. And but other than that, enjoy your All Star break. No games, so uh, hang out with your fa- with your family, <laughs> do something productive. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Barnburner Slim. You can find the show on Spotify and iTunes, wherever you get your podcast by searching Memphis Post Game. Post Game is one word, uh, and it should be pulled right up for you. You might have to scroll down a little bit, but if you subscribe, you won't have to scroll no more. Uh, so go ahead, move us on up. And you can find the show. I'll let Jamal tell you where you can find the live show. You can find the live show on YouTube Live uh, or Facebook Live. Just follow. If you're on YouTube, go to Diamond in the Bluff Media. Show there. And that's where we be. Uh, on Facebook, go to uh, the Kickback Pod and or Diamond in the Bluff. We're on all of those. Um, yeah. And if you're like, like on Apple Music or Spotify or Apple Podcast Spotify, Look for the logo. It says All Men's Post Game Show, and you'll see a bright kickback logo on one side and a diamond in the bluff logo on the other side. That's us. We here after every game recapping all of this stuff. But with that being said, for Mace, I'm Jamal, and we are out. Don't be the one paper chasing through Magic City. <laughs> <laughs>